Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You want your Burt Show in one full show every day, uninterrupted, and dang it, you don't want ads. No problem. Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Before we even get into the show, let's uh, test the temperature of the room here. How you doing today, Kristen? Scale of one to ten. Yeah, I'm at a seven. Seven. I'm tired. When the elevator closed this morning as I was getting in, I kind of, here's here's an intrusive thought that I'm going to go ahead and get out the gate. I don't know if it's even intrusive, but <laughs> something I thought. <laughs> I was like, when the door closed, I'm like, I hope the elevator gets stuck so I can take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Relatable. As, as long as it's safe, you know? I mean, it's a little bright in there, but I can make do. I think anybody that gets up this early in the morning has to be in the car right now or at work feels that. Like, yeah. Are there really morning people? I'm not. Like, you just yeah. you can't wait to get up at, like, 4 or 5 in the morning. I am not one of those people, man. I am a morning guy that hates mornings. Yes. And everybody gets so perplexed that I do this for a living. They're like, you don't like mornings? And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, how do you get up? And I'm like, a paycheck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put this money in the afternoons, and it's the Burt Show, 3 to 7. <laughs> how are you today, Cass? I'd say I'm a 7 as well. A 7? Yep. All right, what gets you to a 9? Um, having an ankle that doesn't hurt <laughs> and the weekend. That's a drain, man. When you have something like that, that happens to your leg or you're like, especially your leg when you're limping around and it's going to take you three times as long to get to anything else. It's draining. That's what it is. And you figure like it's been almost a month. You figure, but the boot came off. So that's good news. I'm, I'm in a brace now, but it's just so stiff in the morning that it takes me so much longer to do everything. And it, I just end up being really annoyed at myself instead of giving myself more time. Were we in Dallas a couple of weeks ago? We were hanging out at this convention. We were going out, but uh, after the convention, we would go out and have some drinks or whatever, and we had to literally pick spots that were close to each other because we it would take Cassie two hours to walk 10 feet. Yeah. So we had to Uber 10 feet. I literally did. I think I was with Abby one time. She's like, that was a $5 Uber ride. I'm like, watch, it's going to be $20, and we want to block. But it's just it's too much it's from my foot. So man. seven, but it's circumstantial, which okay. is a good thing. Mo, how you doing? I uh, guess we're on a roll here. I'd say a seven. Seven. What gets you to a nine? Um, I'm tired, so I could use a weekend for sure. And uh, life just be life sometimes. So, I mean, I, I'd say I'm at about a solid seven. Seven. Okay. I'm going to keep the pattern going. I'm also at a seven, which isn't bad. It's above average. It's above average. Yeah. Like, you know, what? I'm, I'm having a pretty good week. I'm not like super tired or anything. I don't have like any like major drama, but like my life could be at a 10, you know, mm-hmm. if you know, I had a nice man in my life or <laughs> if I was in like the Bahamas, but I think a seven is pretty is pretty accurate. I assure you having a man in your life probably isn't going to bring that up. That's seven up. <laughs> you're right. You're probably bringing it down to a four. Yeah. The Bahamas would. But yeah. okay. right. I'd say look at it this way. If we were playing craps, we'd be in good shape. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. And I'd say I'm probably six and a half or seven also. I told you guys, Tiff and I are going through a season right now, so that's never fun. So I'd say probably seven as well. And I usually ping around a nine. Yeah. Or an eight and a half. So so you get a, a seven Burt show today. Good luck with that. <laughs> the Burt show. Real seven. <laughs> That's pretty much it. All right, Mo, so your mom celebrated her birthday over the weekend? She did. She she celebrated her birthday, or at least we tried to celebrate her birthday, but she did something that made me want to ask a question to all the parents everywhere. Because I don't I don't have kids, but I am a son. And for some reason, I have noticed that it is almost like a parent's duty to try their best to embarrass the hell out of you when you bring around somebody you're dating. And I would like to know why. <laughs> this is the perfect example of that because she had a birthday. So my, my plan was to surprise her because she was going to be in New York and she didn't know I was coming because I didn't think I was going to be able to come. But last minute, we were able to work it out. And not only was I able to come, the girl that I'm dating lives in New York. So I asked her if she wanted to come, it would be a good opportunity for her to meet everybody in my family. That is a big move. Mm-hmm. It was a big ass. Very big. So I felt like it was the right time. I'm like, you know what? It's convenient. She's right there. My mom is there. My mom has been asking me a lot to meet her. Same with her. So I'm like, 
Why not? What am I running from? Let's do it. I'll tell you why there's so much on the line when you meet Mo's family is that that is going to raise his stock so high with any woman that gets to meet and hang out with that family because they all get along great. It's always a great vibe. You want to be part of the pictures that this beautiful family is in. (laughs) It's only going to raise your stock, man. That's true. It's a major. And this was, to me, the perfect timing because only one of my sisters were going to be there of the three. So I felt like she needed to get one sister at a time. Easy. Exactly. All of them together would be a lot. So I'm thinking the entire night, this would be another reason to, uh, to bring her now is because the entire night will be about my mom. It won't be about me. It won't be about my dating life. It'll be about my mom. So we get to this place. It's a really nice place. My grandmother found it. And it, I mean, I think we celebrated my mom and the surprise of me being there for all of five minutes. And then it immediately went to, so, mm-hmm. you know, how are you guys doing? And how Interrogation have you been? time, exactly. baby. <laughs> so the questions come and I could kind of see my mom I guess loosening up a bit. Like, I can see the, I like her kind of mm. coming over my mom. And that wasn't the alcohol? Could have been. Okay. <laughs> Could have been a combination of both. I was I was ordering the drinks pretty quickly on purpose. And so then, I mean, maybe within five minutes, she says something to the extent of, so what was Reese like as a child, as a kid? And then my mom is, oh, I'll show you. Oh, no. She starts pulling out, not only did she start pulling out pictures of me when I was younger, she starts pulling out pictures I have never seen. Like pictures of me in my drawers, running around. (laughs) One picture, I guess, so I guess when I was about two, I didn't have any hair. My hair, they they thought my hair wasn't going to come in. They was like, you're probably not going to have a full set of hair for whatever reason. I have never seen these pictures. But when your hair gets to the point as an older guy, when you need to let it go... (laughs) But you're still trying to fight for it? Yeah. She has pictures of me like that at two. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never seen them. I never even knew this was a thing. And for some reason, they're like in her favorites folder in her phone. And she pulls out all of these pictures of me. And one by one, just starts embarrassing the hell out of me with every single picture. And I sat there. And for about 20 minutes, it got so bad that I was like sitting in the middle of them. And they both just pushed me out the way and got closer to each other so that she could just continue to embarrass me for like 30 minutes. And I was like, Ma, why? And and she was like, it's a parent thing. It's a mom thing you wouldn't understand. Mm -hmm. So that's my question. Like, why do moms do this? She was doing you a favor, if you ask me, because now the... The woman that you're meeting, oh, my God, you're so cute as a kid. Oh, look at your hair. She's doing nothing except helping you out. It's, yes, it's embarrassing, but she's actually uh, helping you. It's, it's, a, it's such a sign of love. I don't. I, I know it doesn't feel that way. Um, but, I mean, I put my son to bed, and I'm exhausted, and then I lay in bed, and I look at pictures of him. Like, it's ridiculous Like that moms do that. And for her to have all those in her favorites folder, and that she looks back on them, and then... What's, e- what's even a bigger deal is the fact that she felt so comfortable with the woman you're dating that mm-hmm. she wanted to show her those. That was a major sign. Mm-hmm. I'm glad she was comfortable. Yeah. yeah. You're next level. <laughs> I made one of us. You're next level. It's not like the girl's going to break up with you because you're an ugly two-year-old. Well, she didn't break up with me, but she did start sending me memes with like little quotes <laughs> attached hey, to it with meeting with no ear. It, it, it could have backfired because that's his DNA. Mm-hmm. So if they have a kid together, <laughs> yeah, they might saying. have a little baldy two-year-old. But you'd also look at him and go, okay, at least he's going to like develop into True. something good, even though he starts <laughs> off kind of bad. <laughs> we just got to get that rough patch, what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to see them. I know. I'll find it. I'll okay. find it. Okay. The Burt Show. So, Abby, here it is a philosophical question. Is it ever a good time to start growing up and stop doing childish things? I say nay. That's what I told my friends this weekend. I was like, you need to grow up because they have some really childish interests. And they told me I was a little bit of an a-hole for calling them out on it. So one of my really close friends is huge on birthdays. Every time her birthday comes around, she wants to either do like a big party or she wants to go on a big trip. And because me and her don't live in the same city anymore, I told her, you know what? We can do a little weekend getaway when I'm on vacation. So next week we're going to New York. And to me, New York is like a very appropriate adult trip. It's sort of like the adult Disneyland because there's excursions, there's nice dining, there's a lot of characters running around. It's very <laughs> it's very interesting. And so to me I'm like that's a very like appropriate adult vacation. 
However, hmm. her other group of friends took her on another little trip to a different type of Disneyland um, that I felt like was maybe a little um, childish for a 25-year-old to be celebrating their birthday at. Not Chuck E. Cheese, right? Uh, no. <laughs> they get weird. They quite literally went to Disney World, which as, as a Floridian, I have been to Disney World many a times. I think it's great. It's kind of a guilty pleasure because I get it's a little weird being an adult going to Disney. But making a whole weekend out of it and getting excited to see the characters and getting and like taking pictures with Pluto as if he's like a real celebrity. I kind of was looking at these videos and these photos on their <laughs> social media and I was going, this is so embarrassing for you guys. <laughs> and, I, you know, I was supportive the whole weekend. I was like, oh, it looks like you guys are having so much fun. Like send pictures, send videos. But then when I was calling her this week, I, I called her up and I was like, yo, <laughs> it was a little weird that you decided to go to Disney World for your 25th birthday birthday don't you think that's like a little um childish and she was appalled she was like what do you mean childish it's disney nobody ever grows out of disney and i was like well when you're 20 maybe when you're 15 like that's like the age where you start growing out of it but she's like this is just what makes me happy and i i disney's very nostalgic for me she's from the west coast so this is like the closest thing she can get to disneyland um you know on the east coast and she kind of gave me a hard time for ragging on her interest. She should have. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm Sorry. With, I'm with Kristen on this one. Yep. Abby, you're the a-hole. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I know I'm the a-hole, but I was just kind of like, you're, girl, you're 25. <laughs> and she's like a cool 25-year-old. But then, but then she puts not on those. <laughs> not anymore. Then she puts on those Mickey ears and she turns into like dweeb, dweeb land USA. I'm like, you are a solid 10, but somehow even you have been able to make yourself <laughs> clear with Look, these ears. We have an engineer here at the station. This is the only vacation he and his family take. And they'll go like two, three, four times a year, uh, even when they don't have the kids with them, they will go and they will do Disney together. In fact, uh, she plans Disney trips uh, for other people also. And then we had a dude uh, that was part of the radio station also that used to design websites here. Same type thing. Full on adult, love Disney. Any chance he had to go, even as an adult, he and his wife would take off and go. Whatever they're putting in the water needs to be studied because it is doing something to these people to make them so <laughs> passionate about something. Mm -hmm. I wish I even had like 25% of the passion and excitement and enjoyment that they get out of Disney for literally anything in my life. I could cancel my antidepressants. It would be great. <laughs> the only ju judgy thing that I look at when it comes to adults that shouldn't be doing this, and I know it's judgy. I just think that when, like, 40-year-old men are still skateboarding, I just look at them like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just thinking you're... They're just trying to get from A to B, man. I well, mean... no, they're trying to get from A to the ER. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be my concern. That's really the only one that I really super judge like that. I know, like, I am... a. a, a you can ask my husband. I'm a very childlike person and I have childish behaviors and little things make me giddy and excited. And so um, anytime you can find something that brings you joy mm -hmm. in the current world we're living in, <laughs> yeah. I say more power to you. And Disney adults, I mean, it's... I think there's almost more people as adults who go to Disney than people who bring kids to Disney now. Yeah, I think I told you guys a couple of weeks ago when I was lucky enough to go to Japan with my son that we ended up going to uh, Universal Studios. Mm -hmm. And at least at Universal there, I don't know if it's the same in other parks, it's mostly like adults and like 20 and 22 year olds you saw very few kids actually at universal studios it was mostly uh, mostly adults i do think universal is a bit more of an adult park there's this yeah. weird big movement now especially with 90s and 80s kids for some reason i don't know what it was like they didn't get the toys they wanted or whatever but the big movement is you're an adult. You don't have to put away your childish things. Like mm -hmm. you have to act like an adult and be a member of society. But don't in be your own tantrums, yeah. But in your off time, buy the figures. Like build your little robots. Go to Disney, and it's just this big movement that I've seen like pop up recently, where people are no longer ashamed of doing these things. They're like, it's fine. I have an inner child, and this is what I like, and I kind of love it. I don't know. Maybe like a forty-year-old Lego master. Also, <laughs> I put them up there with safety. Man, uh -uh. you see what they build? I know. I They're know. engineers. <laughs> Yes. Oh, okay, then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm a big fat a-hole. I will accept it. The Burt Show.
Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Drew Barrymore was escorted off stage after her stalker showed up at an event. This was so scary. So she was on stage. She was talking to the um, to Renee Rapp, who's another actress and singer. And they were just having this conversation, talking about what it's like to be in the industry. And then all of a sudden, this guy charges the stage. So he was escorted away from everything. Renee Rapp immediately stands up and takes her off the stage. She handled it really, really well. I mean, acted immediately. Yeah, she had like did not hesitate whatsoever. So this guy's name is Chad Michael Busto, not to be confused with his cousin, Chad Michael Murray. Just kidding. <laughs> that was a bad joke. I got you. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he had been posting on social media, basically saying, you know, I'm going to be at this event two hours before. I'm going to be out, out there two hours after. Basically trying to make a point to... Um, meet Drew Barrymore at some point, but this is not the only person that he has stalked or had any kind of like weird celeb interaction with before. So I was actually scrolling on the shade room this morning and they had posted this clip of him walking around a Walmart at some point, basically claiming that the apocalypse was coming and that he was planning to propose to Amber Heard. Hey everybody. Good evening everybody at Walmart. If I could have your attention, please. Um, it's my personal belief that we are probably in the apocalypse, the end times. My name is Chad Michael Busto. Yep, and we are recording this. Uh, so, Amber Heard, she's a famous actress. I'm already doing it. I have proposed to her. Please leave. I have proposed to her for a marriage. I'm still waiting for a reply. I would like everybody's best wishes. And... So something's going on there, clearly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and now we live in a time where you wonder, okay, um, is this mental illness or is this for likes and for views on YouTube? It sounds very sad and scary. It sounds sad hard, and scary. That's still, hard to tell. Yeah, it's still my default. It's like, you can't even joke about it because clearly the dude, well, you would think, is mentally unhealthy. But is he doing it for just likes and views on YouTube or is he really not there? Uh, to me, from what I had seen, it looked very much like mental illness, which yeah. is sad. Because um, you don't want to come from a place of like vindictiveness of like, oh my God, this guy's crazy. But like, I mean, this is really scary behavior. It's no joke um, to like charge the stage and be like, I need to see you at some point. I mean, that's beyond terrifying. And bless her, like when he screamed her name, Drew Barrymore, it spoke volumes of the kind of person she is because she's just so kind and <laughs> loving. Is. And she was like, yes. Like she was going to answer him or whatever. And then he like, he charged the st- like, you know, he ran towards the stage and then, you know. Then it was, help. no. No. <laughs> Real quick. Back up, please. Okay, Britney Spears is reportedly planning a new album amid her divorce. So an insider told Page Six that she's got an upcoming writer's camp coming up. Um, and she's apparently getting some songs from some big artists. But, of course, she has her memoir coming out on October 24th. So apparently that's kind of her main focus right now. But the source says that ideally she would love to do a record and maybe a song for the book release, which would be pretty pretty cool. Um, apparently, she already has the two songs with Elton John and Will I Am. Hold me closer and mind your business. But page six also reported that um, she had been getting offers from other major artists and apparently Beyonce even wanted to collab, but no word on if that is ever actually going to happen. But if it did, I think it would break the internet. Does she need all these other artists to do a song with? I mean, I, I feel like credibility wise, it's time for her to do her own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. she doesn't need them, but something makes me feel like she's not as secure in her music as she used to be, so yes, she's yes, doing right. these partnerships. Or, or life. Yeah, or life, you know, <laughs> either one. Beyonce probably wanted to collab with her when Beyonce was a Destiny's child. I doubt Beyonce <laughs> wanted to do that anymore. I, I was thinking right. it, but yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure, but Be- I was thinking it. Beyonce doesn't need the help. And, like, let's be honest, I know Hold Me Closer has plays. Mind Your Bee is a giant flop, so I would love her to see her put something out that is Britney, but I just, I've heard reports, too, from other um, sites that she's working on music. I just... I can't take it at face value. I just don't mm-hmm. think it's going to happen. What I think would have been more interesting if she had gone the Selena Gomez route and done some kind of documentary about writing the memoir, talking about that process, mm-hmm. and maybe having some kind of like 
behind the scenes writing for a specific song because I think um, My Mind and Me, which is the one that Selena Gomez did for Apple TV, was very well done and it was it was kind of a way to be like, hey, this is what's going on in my life and here's the art that reflects that. I kind of worry about the memoir dropping and it just kind of becoming a lot of like clickbait and a lot of like big headlines of all the dr- drama that she's going to drop. I think a documentary would have been a better way to present it. Even as a big old Britney Spears fan, are you kind of at your saturation point? It's not it's not saturation like I could never get enough Britney but what it is is this person is not the Britney that mm. I grew up loving which doesn't mean I'm not abandoning or abandoning Britney it's just her behavior is becoming problematic and I think I can only defend so much and once someone like these recent allegations by her soon to be ex-husband Sam Ascari with her beating him up in the sleep and uh, keeping knives everywhere there comes a point where I have to step back and be like okay the childhood Britney the package mm. The po- like the formulated package I bought into that was never real, but now it's really far from the truth. And this is a human being yeah, struggling, sad. and it's, it's time to like sit down a little bit, you know. He's got no problem saying his wife cheated, but a troll on the internet? Not today. I'll tell you why this A-list couple may take keyboard warriors to court on your next eBuzz on the Burt Show. The Burt Show, man. When your best friend is the one that messed around with your either current or ex, that sucks in so many different levels because you're losing like a best friend and you're losing a current boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, it sucks on a whole bunch of different levels. But what if it's an ex, you're no longer with that current person and your friend hooks up with them? Or once you date somebody, that person, and even if you break up, that person is off the table for the rest of the group. That's the question. That's really tough here. So we got this email. And if you got something going on in your life, you want to share it with us, we can try to get you guys some advice at thebirdshow.com. Uh, yeah, so her ex hooked up with her best friend, but she just found out about it. Ex is gone, but the best friend's still around. So now what do you do? Dear Bird Show, I've been a longtime listener for the past six years now. I recently relocated to a different state and have been loving it so far. When I left, I moved in with a very close friend. For the time being, I am able to get an apartment for myself in the area since there is an, for the time being, I am able to get an apartment for myself in the area since there is an intensive waiting list. However, I also decided to bring a close friend and also a former ex to live with us while we both take these opportunities in our lives further. However, when I was off to work one day, my best friend and my ex ended up playing piano. That's our code phrase for something else. (laughs) They don't have a piano in the apartment. Um, (laughs) Ended up playing piano together and things got a little hot in the moment. I wasn't told about this until 24 hours later from my ex, not my best friend. In the past, I I would always confide in her about how badly my ex treated me and how much of a womanizer he is. They both say it was mutual and even though they both feel bad, I shouldn't be upset because we're all adults here and it's not like me and my ex planned on getting back together. However, I cannot get over the fact that I was not only right to trust my intuitions, but the woman I called my best friend could not even be honest with me, even though she knows how I would feel if this were to ever happen. I'm confused on what to do and how to feel. Sincerely, a brokenhearted listener. Oh, so incredibly disrespectful. Abby, could you ever continue to be a best friend with this person? It would be so hard for me because I would look back on our friendship and see everything in a completely different light because in my head, I I think I'm friends with a certain version of you. And then mm. something like this happens and it totally spins it on its head. Although I really think your best friend is stupid. You told her everything she needed to know about what a womanizer this guy is and she's going to jump in to um, a piano performance with him. Not the brightest idea, but yeah, it would be incredibly difficult for me to move on with this friendship. And they all live together. Ugh. Ugh. That makes it so much worse. Yeah, this this one would be simple for me. This is not a best friend. I mean, that that's the end of it. You, you just wouldn't behave this way if you were. And then you can't even come clean about it. I mean, all of it is nasty. I, I would never be able to speak to this person again. You'd never be able to trust. Ever. Your best friend, right? And they're all living under the same roof. Yeah. Oh, hell no. No. Because when she moved, and this is why I was trying to piecemeal this together. So she moved to another state. She relocated. And instead of moving and living by herself, she decided to bring a close friend and also a former ex to live together. So one... (laughs) Kudos for being able to live with your ex? I don't know. Clearly you can't. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore. Bad decision, man. No, man. Like, I I feel like it's um, like a a woman's law that 
when you are best friends, if they dated somebody, that person is off the table, period. Even even if they don't make it, obviously, if they're together, you're not going to sleep with your best friend's boyfriend, even though this ha- that happens on the show all the freaking time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's an ex. He's an ex-boyfriend. You're not an ex-friend. You're a current friend. So I... I'm more angry at the friend, obviously, than I am at the ex because he's an ex for a reason. He's still, he's still a D-bag for sleeping with her friend, but whatever. I can't trust you anymore. Yeah, we had the scouting. She has the scouting report on her ex. She's got a scouting report for both of them. My yeah. ex is a D-bag. He's a womanizer. I know what he is. But, yeah, I can live with the guy because it's over for me, and my best friend would never fall into that trap. So she comes with a resume also. It, it's shattered on so many different levels. You can never, ever trust either one of them. You gotta, the first thing you got to do is move out of that house. Yeah, mm-hmm. you do. You got to get out. I don't know. Those leases are hard to break. I don't care. Get out. <laughs> I'm out of there. <laughs> one of us got to go. Yeah, I don't know how you trust her ever again. Yeah, I agree with what Kristen said as far as my group, too. Once you've dated somebody forever, like, that's that's always a rule. So much so, uh, one of who was one of my best friends at the time, like, no one in our circle speaks to him anymore because he took someone I used to date out on a date. That was it. They didn't even like, I don't know if they went further, but that was enough for me to feel like you did that behind my back and didn't tell me we couldn't be friends anymore. All right. So there, is there any wiggle room? Obviously, there's no wiggle room here because this was like official X. But if you went out on a date, but you didn't date, like she wasn't your girlfriend, if you never use the titles boyfriend, girlfriend, does it leave it up for interpretation whether or not your friend can <laughs> go out with that? That's a reach. You know that. I'm not. No, it's not. <laughs> there's no way. You don't need that kind of conversation, do you? It's the principle of the thing. If you're going to go out with somebody that I used to date, and I mean, let's just assume that there were no prior conversations for me giving any kind of approval, it's messed up. You went out with somebody that you knew their history, and it probably didn't end well, so that's on you. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. Absolutely done. The Burt Show. Kristen, let me throw a hypothetical situation at you. Bring it. Because sometimes tough conversations are very difficult when you look at a mirror and you see one thing, but the rest of the world sees you as another thing and you have facts to back it up. So let me, here is a future hypothetical situation for you. Mm-hmm. Your son, Jimmy, now, how old? He is two and a half. Two and a half. Maybe in a couple of years, he decides he wants to start playing baseball, right? Mm-hmm. So Jimmy starts playing baseball and he sucks bad. Okay. I mean, really, but he loves baseball so much. So he tries and tries and tries, but dude can't throw, dude can't hit, dude can't catch, dude can't do anything. Okay. But he loves the game so much. Dang, okay. Can he run? No. Okay. <laughs> he falls every I tried time. to get him something. No, yeah. no, I He's appreciate- supposed to be going to first, he goes to third. <laughs> <laughs> he, to be fair, he may have got a little bit of his mama in him because I remember when I played basketball, I used to trip and fall all the time. And I, okay. I had to wear elbow pads and knee pads. Seriously? When I played basketball <laughs> in middle school. Oh, God. Oh, that's bad. Oh, yeah. There's you the, was I, bad. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I felt so embarrassed, but my mom is like, you're going to break something. And I was forced to wear elbow pads and knee pads when I played basketball. I bet you were real cool in middle school. You have no idea. Who's the kid on the basketball court? Or dressed in all that football gear. <laughs> Shoulder pads. Abby, there's a reason I wasn't kissed until the age of 15. <laughs> you have a helmet, too? Did you get a helmet no on? No helmet. No helmet. All right, so now, I mean, follow me for just one second. He starts to get a little bit better, right? All right, mm-hmm. he's passable and all. But he gets into high school, and he's like, you know what I want to do? I want to be a professional baseball player. But everybody knows this kid, that's just not his DNA. He's trying hard. It's just not his DNA. At some point as a parent, you have a responsibility to say to your kid, this ain't going to work for you. Like, I I know your heart is in the right place, but this is just not who you are. Is our job as parents to just squash our children's dreams or to encourage them to be happy. At some point, you have to hit them with some reality because it's just going to be a disappointment after disappointment. So he may see himself one way. Uh-huh. The rest of the facts are the facts, though. Okay. I feel the same way about you when it comes to matchmaking. I don't know what you're talking about. Because it feels like every couple of months <laughs> back on the schedule is Christmas <laughs> desire to set two people up. Uh-huh. And you are literally O for life. (laughs) (laughs) No wins. Hey, listen. Look at me. Look at me. I'm right here. I'm self-aware. I know I suck at this. I need a win. (laughs) Save that. Just that part. Just that part. All right, let's build you up. I need a win.
All right, I appreciate you. I am like our winless high school football teams. (laughs) I'm just clawing to get a W, baby. All right, let's go back in. And I'm... And I want to use Abby to get my W. Oh, God, not me. <laughs> Pick someone else. Now, Abby, the good news for you, based on your story since you've been here, is that it can't get any worse. Right? <laughs> you know what? I'm already in the trenches, so Kristen, if you want to just help me get out of that. Thank you. You had a guy eat chips at your table without his arms or hands. Yeah, he baby bird that thing real hard. So I And just to be like- clear, he had... He had arms and hands. So, yes, I have a history on this show of not being the best matchmaker. And by not being the best matchmaker, I mean by being the worst matchmaker known to mankind and never having a successful match. Ever. With the last time we did this with somebody in the station, didn't you link up one of uh, your friends with somebody in the radio station and there was a 30 year age difference. There, okay, it wasn't a th- <laughs> <laughs> And they, they the had record. zero in common except they both had heartbeats. Correct. But let me let me elaborate. He looked very young for his age. <laughs> and I'm sure she was an old soul. I had no idea how old he was, but yeah, she was single, he was single. I set them up on a date. It turns out there was a quite extensive age gap and <laughs> while they had a nice time it was not romantically meant to be mm-hmm. whatever we've done it with listeners that doesn't yes. turn out well either and we even did it with listeners pets um or we did it with a listener's pet we tried to use the pet to match make and they went on a date and it was successful once. <laughs> I'm trying to think I think did I try to set you up Mo? Yes, you did. We did like a blind date kind of thing, right? In studio, and then Bert whispered in your ear, like who you oh, should I pick. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I didn't. Cheater, cheater. Yeah, I see blocked that one. That we, one was on me. Yes, it uh, was. Um, your heart was in the right place. There was <laughs> wasn't a pre- my heart. I was thinking about for you. <laughs> 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 there was a previous co-host that I tried to set up, and I failed miserably there as well. I think that's where my track record began um, when I struck out that time. So yes, there's been numerous occasions over the years from. Multiple people on the show, people in the building, listeners. I have not managed to make a success, successful match until now. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking a big game, Kristen. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking no game, Abby. <laughs> now, so, are you greenlighting this? Are you okay with her trying? I mean, w- r- honestly, what can go wrong? Look, I'm okay with this, but I just need to know, are you okay with failing again for uh, what seems like the hundredth time? I, obviously. Right. Can your spirit take it? I don't know, but I'm going to try. Abby raises a really good point. Okay, what? if this doesn't work out, Again, <gasps> can we put it behind us forever? Never on the schedule again. Oh, Kristen wants to be a great matchman. This is it. Done forever. Can we do that? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yes, how do you want to do I promise this? I raise my right hand. If this does not work, I'm, I'm okay. raising both hands now. I feel like I'm under arrest. Um, <laughs> put your hands up. Yeah. If this does not succeed in some manner, but we have to decide what succeed means, it doesn't mean she has to get engaged or married. All right, we have to determine what what a successful match is, then I will give it up forever. Okay, so how are we doing plenty of Kristen? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are people supposed to hit you up? Are we no, putting something on I'm, the website? I want Abby to be comfortable with this. Okay. And so she and I will determine how we want to find suitors, and then I will be the one to cull through all of them, and we'll find mm-hmm. her... Her match made in heaven. Oh, okay, so tomorrow morning, this yes. time, you guys have a game plan. We have a game okay. plan. Okay, that's tomorrow morning on The Burt Show, same time. I'm sorry in advance. The Burt Show. It is the tale of two completely different marriage proposals. One romantic, one spontaneous. Spontaneous can be romantic. Okay, and I will ask you if it is a romantic proposal when we get to it, okay? That first one's undeniable. Undeniable. And some of you guys might have seen this uh, because the video has gone viral of a a weekend anchor uh, in Chattanooga. Also does some work on the weekends behind the desk also over at Local 3 News in Chattanooga. And she didn't realize it at the time, but she's recording this promotional video. She's on the set and they are recording this promotional video. And then she starts to realize that she is walking right into her own engagement. So 
the dude on the set also worked at the TV station, got together with everybody at Local 3, and surprised her with this proposal while she was recording. Congratulations to them. Programming-wise, terrible. You turn them down, goes way more viral. (laughs) (laughs) So... Local news, like news, local news, so much more buttoned up than radio. I mean, we just let it fly here. And news is just very proper and, like I said, buttoned up. Yeah, because they have to be educated. We can do Anybody can do this. Yeah, (laughs) preach. (laughs) They have to know what they're talking about. Um, So when he came out, it was at the very end for me. And it was so sweet. But there was that moment at the end where you could tell in their in their news brains, they're like, a camera's filming us. <laughs> Are we supposed to kiss on camera? And they, there was like this hesitation. And then they finally did. And it was just like a... <laughs> Instead of like... A, <laughs> and I really wanted a... <laughs> and it was being recorded too. So yeah, they could have gone right in and they would have edited it out. Probably, but it, probably. It's but sweet nonetheless, it, it's right? Very, it's very sweet. So then there is my absolute 100% best friend in the world. I have known this dude since, I think, Johnny, I've known him since maybe the sixth or seventh grade. You guys have heard me talk about John before. Mm-hmm. He still lives out in California. Well, he has been dating somebody for a couple of years, Jasmine now. And, you know, he's a, he's my age. I mean, you get to a certain age, and I think that when it comes to romance, romance becomes more practical at a certain age than it does, like, getting down on one knee and, you know, having this long proposal. It, it just, I think it hits different, especially if you've been married once already and you've gone through all that. So he and Jasmine have decided that, you know, they're not going to get married. They don't need that. She's been married before. He's been married before. He's got two grown kids. She's got grown kids also. So um, they're going to end up living their life uh, when they can move a little bit closer together in San Diego together for the rest of their days. That was their game plan. So they were, I think, in Vegas over the course of the last week, heading back to California or somewhere in that area. And they are driving through Sedona on the way back home to California, and they're listening to a podcast. And Ooh, in, a murder one? No. <laughs> no. It's a podcast uh, where you're, it is giving you questions to ask your partner just to create conversation and see if you guys are on the same page. Okay. Ten romantic questions, right? Mm. So they're rattling through these questions together. And, of course, they're in sync. They're lined up on everything. But they get to one question, which is, who do you trust most in the world? Right? And John immediately says, well, that's an easy one. It's, it's you, Jasmine. I mean... I can count on you for everything. I mean, you take care of me. You're so great with my kids. I mean, there's nobody in the world that I trust more than you. And she doesn't hesitate either. And she just says, John, it's you. I I mean, I trust you more than anybody else. And he said, well, why is that? And she said, because I know you will always take care of me. You will always take care of my kids. You will always provide for me. I just trust you with my whole and entire soul, right? He immediately pulls the car over into a rest area on the way back to California and proposes in the parking lot of the rest Aww, area. I love that. That's wow. so cute. I love no it ring, so much. No ring, no down on a knee, just at that particular moment was just so overcome with emotion and realized like, I want to be with her, so let's just do this. So they spend the next six hours planning their wedding. As they're driving? As they're driving. Ah! That's awesome. Because what they essentially had done were wedding vows in the car. Like, they kind of had, like, pre-wedding vows in the car, and then, I think it's beautiful. I think most people think of proposals, you think of, like, because he, if he was going to do it, he said that he would have asked her parents, he would have gone to her kids, he would have done all the traditional stuff, but he was so overcome, he just pulls over to a rest area and is like, do you want to get married? I like that. That was pretty cool. It's like a movie, like where they're so overcome with love that they're like, we can't wait anymore. We're going to be married. I love that. I loved it too, but I thought most people would go, nah, not romantic. I want the ring. I want something super, super romantic. No, no, no. You want the love. You want yeah, the love. You want the love. I don't know why the whole time I was sitting here waiting for that story to go wrong. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but that's beautiful. You it's want me to change you it? worked with Bert for five years. <laughs> that's probably what it is. Yeah. So he pulls over quickly into a rest area to propose, but, qu- but he actually turns too quickly 
overturns the car yep. three and four times and they both die. Okay. Oh, no. Yep, that's exactly wow. what I was looking for. Okay. At least they had the love. <laughs> that works better. They went out in love. They had one second of love. It's <laughs> a choose your own adventure. The Bird Show. All right, so let's get back to Shauna from yesterday, whose whole trajectory of her life and marriage might be changing right here, only because she wanted to realize how the finances in her house worked. Kristen? Yeah, so she has never taken care of the accounts, the money accounts, the finances, the bills. Her husband's always handled all of that. And she felt like she wanted to know more. So she started digging into some of the accounts and some credit cards and just wanting to um, wanting to educate herself on their finances. And what she discovered when she was looking at their joint credit card, which she had never done, were these charges and there were charges for lunches at expensive places. There were charges for dinners at expensive places. And she's like, my husband doesn't do business dinners. Um, I mean, he says he's working late sometimes, but never discloses that. And then the main thing was he told her he was out of town on business. And while he was out of town on business, there was a charge for a fancy restaurant that was not in the city that he was supposed to have been in. Oops. Exactly. Oops. Um, so we tried to troubleshoot and come up with, you know, like we said, maybe his credit card got stolen and he felt bad for the person and thought they needed some lobster in their life and hmm. he didn't challenge That's it. That's why he didn't cancel it. <laughs> exactly. To do the right thing. Um, so she now just has this nagging feeling that, okay, he's buying dinners for somebody. Who is he buying dinners for? Is he cheating on me? Hey, Shauna, good morning. Good morning. Thank you guys for... Yeah. Hanging out with me. Yeah, don't thank us yet. You've just been pulled over yeah. by the cop. All right. We don't, we don't know if we're giving you a ticket or not yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in a case like this, you know, I brought this up yesterday also. You have been married for how long? Uh, about 10 years. 10 years. Uh, any reason at all to distrust your husband over the course of the last decade? No, not not really. I mean, we have normal couple things, you know, um, like, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, we have normal couple things that you like do white lies about like no I totally put the seat mm -hmm. down when I was <laughs> when I was in there you know so no I, no just, no past infidelity no past being inappropriate or anything like that so when this comes I'm just curious so when something like this comes up and you, it's, you certainly are curious why is the default immediately to oh my god my husband might be cheating on me yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, like we just see these things, right, in movies and TV, and you, you, you hear stuff like this on the radio. So it's like, oh, God, am I now one of those people on the radio um, that has been, like, duped, essentially, right? Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. It's like one day everything's fine, and then all of a sudden it goes against your normal like it, it causes for pause and concern and you're like this, you know, this can't be happening to me too. He's not like, is he cheating on me? Is he not mm -hmm. cheating on me? What, is, what's happening? So I just feel, I feel really stupid. Um, not like, you know, like I think in, in a marriage you, you start splitting things up because things are easier, right? Like, yeah, we don't, I'll cook dinner. You do the finances. I'll take care of car maintenance. You, you know, hire a nanny or whatever. It's just you divide and conquer so that you can spend more quality time together. And um, I, I don't know. So I'm just, I'm feeling really overwhelmed and yeah. Okay. So one last question before we give you the results here, because we did test them with uh, to catch a cheater war of the roses. Um, why not? I mean, if you've got a decade with him uh, and there's something not making sense, why not go directly to him? Uh, well, thank you for calling me out on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems like kind of an obvious question. Easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't know if other women can relate, but I think sometimes, you know, you, you make concessions and you, you're like, oh, I, I won't bring this up. I'll keep the peace. It's not a big deal. And then, you know, a little thing starts turning into a bigger thing. And like, I don't want to. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. So maybe it's easier not to know the truth. Or because sometimes uh, you, I don't know. yeah, your mind plays tricks on you. Because like you want to know, 
but you don't. Right, because it could change everything. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you asked us to do to catch a cheater, War of the Roses, which we did, and Mm -hmm. Moe's got the results, and he'll read them off for you. All right, uh-huh. so we, we sent a fake promotional email to the email address that Shauna provided for him, and he was offered a free bouquet of flowers and was able to choose from several options with pictures. In exchange, he was asked to share 10 promo codes for 30% off a future order with his friends and family. And he could choose from the following. One, love is in the air. Two dozen long-stemmed radiant red roses, the timeless gift for the one your soul desires. Two, southern charm. Peonies, lilacs, and magnolias, delicately arranged in a blue and white vase, perfect for that southern belle in your life. Three, hello sunshine, brighten anyone's day with this bright and bold medley of sunflowers, orange roses, craspedia, and mixed greenery gathered in a rustically elegant galvanized pail. Rustically, yeah. Rustically. Four, pops of pink petals, all pink and nothing but pink, for the ultimate girly girl. She will love this clear glass vase bursting with nothing but pink peonies. And the first promotional email was sent at 9.32 a.m., and he placed an order at 10.02 a.m. He didn't waste no time. Mm-mm. He saw free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he ordered, love is in the air, two dozen long stem radiant red roses, the timeless uh-huh. gift for the one your soul desires. He requested that they be delivered and sent Saturday morning to a residential address, and the name is to be sent to Laura. The note on the card says, "Just because you're on my mind." Shauna, is your real name? Is your real name Laura? No, it's definitely not Laura. All right, then we got problems. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. Oh my God! So what am I gonna do? So I am really curious um, if this residential address is in the same zip code as the charge that you saw that didn't make a whole bunch of sense either. Which we can totally yeah. send to you. Which we could totally send yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, you guys, what am I going to do? I feel so sick. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if this were me and I just find this out, what do you do? I mean, do you directly... Confront him? Yeah. I would. You do, right? Absolutely. You, you can't let this go. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Um, so like, do I do more snooping or I do I just? I, I, I think you have plenty. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have plenty. And then, I mean, what if, like, what if he lies? Like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it opens up a whole bunch of questions. Uh, that's for sure. And you'll have a million of them right now. So let us let you go. You got a lot to think about, a lot to chew on. And then uh, if you need our help with anything, give us a call if you need any guidance. And we'll try to help you through it. But um, please follow up with us and let us know how it all goes, okay? Okay. Thank you guys so much. All right. Good luck. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. That sucks. Yeah, that ain't good, Mo. Nope. That's not good. It's horrible. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Cardi B says Offset will sue a troll for accusing him of cheating. So over the weekend, an account called at a walker shared a post that featured a voice note that people are assuming is AI, uh, basically someone presumably an AI version of Offset trying to meet up with a woman. And they also paired it with a photo that is allegedly the rapper cheating. It was captioned, Offset has allegedly cheated on Cardi B once again. How embarrassing. Obviously, wasn't a super long time before Cardi caught wind of this and she started poking holes in the story. And she was like, first of all, doesn't look at all like Offset. Second of all, you will be receiving a letter from his lawyer. She's since deleted that post, but it said, you're going to get sued and we're going to make an example out of you. Yep. And that was a terrible AI voice, by the way. Hmm. So yeah, mm -hmm, (laughs) bye. Yeah. And when it comes to that family, it's not Offset that I would be nervous about. It's Cardi B. It's Cardi B coming after you. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah, if Offset knocks on my door, I'm like, okay. But if Cardi B does, I'm really, really scared. But that's where technology is moving so fast and that we don't have parameters on it. 
Like there need to be repercussions for people who use AI like this to try to mar someone's name. I'm like, that's defamation of character and you should be able to be sued for creating somebody's likeness Mm -hmm. to form a false narrative. Like that's terrifying. It's a wild, wild west right now. It really honestly (laughs) is. I'm I'm glad they're suing him, but I know deep down Offset is probably happy that all of this is happening because it's a great rollout for his album that's about to come out. Ah, okay. Wait, do you think he's behind it? He could be. I mean, it's like, it's really, really Mm -hmm. time. It's like perfect timing. Huh. It wouldn't shock me because he just did that whole thing on Instagram where he was accusing Cardi of cheating on him, Mm -hmm. but then it set up the video for jealousy perfectly. Are we falling into their trap? I think so. All <laughs> you gotta do is say they're cheating. Toy? Yes, and they they on like they're everywhere. As soon as someone speaks about them cheating, and he just happens to have an album. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they're pulling the strings behind mm-hmm. the scenes. I feel bamboozled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Save that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking of AI, the one person who is not down with it at all, other than like every other artist in Hollywood, is <laughs> Selena Gomez. So somebody posted an AI version of her singing a song from her ex, The Weeknd, which like, if I'm her, I'm thinking you yeah, could have chosen anybody. I mean, other than Justin Bieber, like pick any other artist. And she commented on it. She just said, scary. AI covers have been going viral on TikTok. Like, I've seen a lot of ones of, like, Taylor Swift covering different songs, and it j- it's really, like, brought to my attention, wow, like, I would really like this song even more if Selena Gomez sang it. <laughs> but, yeah, she's not about, down about it at all. And I'd be mad, too, if somebody did a cover mm-hmm. of me doing my ex's song. Ugh. Okay, admittedly, when I first saw this video, I thought it was hysterical, and then I watched it a second time, and then I was like... I don't know how I would feel about this as a parent. So somebody posted a video of somebody crowd surfing at a Flowrider concert, but it wasn't an adult. It was a baby. Gets past a Flowrider and then he holds him like a, like that scene in The Lion King where he's, where he's, it's Rafiki he's, presenting, on the, he's presenting Simba to the crowd. It's, it's Rafiki on the cliff, but instead of like this beautiful African safari, it's like a club somewhere random with Flowrider just being like, it's a baby. And he's singing his song. It was oh my so funny and random. But I'm like, if Who I'm, is yeah. who's, who's, who's child? And did the parent approve this? Did someone just like grab did the, the baby? Did the baby have any head um, gear? Yes. Like no. Head helmet? no. No, 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 not a helmet. I'm talking about like headphones. Because if a, like nah. the baby's ears are so oh. sensitive, like to be in a club, they need to have their ears protected. I. Well, that it, was, is, it looked like it was outside somewhere. It looked like it might have been a festival or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But th- my first thought honestly wasn't like, um, nervous about the health of the child being like dropped or anything like that. For me, it was all these random hands yes. outside on my baby, yeah. which was really like cringeworthy to me. There, no, there's layers of <laughs> yeah, cringe here. There's a lot. Yeah. There's Level. so many layers of cringe here, and that you would pass off. That was exactly my <laughs> thought on the second watch. Like, how are you, you going to get it back? back? You would pass off the most important thing <laughs> in your life to perfect strangers to get surfed up to a stage for an artist <laughs> that you don't personally know to showcase to the crowd. There's a million things wrong with it. And it's Flowrider. It's not like it was Madonna or, I don't know, Billy Joel or Prince or Elton John. It's Flowrider. The man's name is Florida. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> there should be like you know those those cranes in like uh, a Dave and Buster's where you can reach down the claw. The, the claw. claw. There should be one of those for child protective services and just take the baby away <laughs> and bring him to the department. Now, I I am highly just like this is distressing. Yes. Um, but I I would not be a, I would not be the person to call child protective services. <laughs> But I'm hoping somebody. Did. <laughs> they deserve it. I would run with that kid like it would, and like I was the Heisman Trophy uh, candidate. Seriously, oh. like you got to get that kid out of that atmosphere immediately. Did he sign the kid's forehead and then like send it back out to the crown? While singing, blow my whistle, baby. Is it harmful or is it honest? The supermodel reveals how much she eats in a day, and it's not a lot. More on that on your ex Eva's on the Bird Show. Hey, the Bird Show. So I have a question uh, that I was thinking about this morning, and and I need to put v- therapists on the voice disguiser. I don't want you to s- say yes if this is the case or not, but I was really curious. So you know how like sometimes in your life when you're going to go to your therapist, it's just a more dramatic couple of weeks than oh, yeah. others, mm-hmm. right? So, I feel like I'm spilling the tea. Right. right. Girl Susan. That, 
Wait till you hear what's happened this past week. So that's exactly where I'm going with this. Look, at the end of the day, therapists are people too, right? They love the tea just like everybody else. Now, I know when I walk into my therapist that she's there to help. But I am really curious if there are, if there are therapists that are more eager to see some patients than others um, just based on almost the soap opera or Netflix series <laughs> events that happen in these. Per- some people are just going to be more dramatic than others, right? So do you think that there are some therapists that are like, oh, my God, I can't wait to find out what happened with Bert this week. <laughs> or, oh, my God, last time I talked to Kristen, this was on the table. I am so excited to see how it's played out. Now, she's going to help you. Of course. Or he is going to help you, of course. But do you think the therapist kind of looked that way also? Like, oh, it's Tuesday. Bert's going to have an update. <laughs> I think 100% yes. one 855 And again, we will put you on the voice disguiser. I am just looking for some honesty. Because the last couple of weeks, to, for me, honestly, and I haven't talked about it much on the air, and I probably won't because it's very personal, but it's been more dramatic the last couple of weeks than it normally is. And my therapist has been going through this with me the entire way. So I... I just wonder if she looked at the calendar this morning and she's like, oh, my God, I wonder what happened. (laughs) Or is it just like, no, it's just a patient. Maybe. But I would think, well, I mean, I know how I would be if I was the therapist. (laughs) So maybe that's why it's coloring my lens here a little bit. How would you be? Um, oh my God, like, yeah, there, there are certain clients that I would be totally, I, I am 100% invested in helping them yes. and guiding them and giving them the tools they need to navigate these situations, but I'm honestly deeply invested sure. in Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, drama is drama and tea is tea and people uh-huh. are going to come in there and some of the stuff's going to be more superficial than others, but some of it's going to play out like a soap opera. It's exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely would be that way. And I, I had a therapist friend back in the day who couldn't tell me a lot of details, but they definitely used to tell me that they would look forward to seeing certain clients a little more than they would look forward to seeing others. <laughs> hey, Kayla, good morning. Um, you are on The Burt Show. You are a therapist? Hey, yeah, I am a therapist. Um, but I actually, I'm not like, wow, I can't wait for the tea. I'm more like, God, what is it now? Why do they have more drama this week? Oh, so it's more the other way. It's just like, oh, my God, I hope they come in here and they haven't messed it up again. <laughs> Because, like, we'll be talking about something. I'm like, okay, what coping skill are you going to use this week that we talked about? And they're like, oh, well, I didn't use that. I forgot. Or it didn't work. And I'm like, come on now. I know you can do <laughs> That makes more sense to me, actually. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, fairly certain that will be the reaction of my therapist today also. It's like, again, we're here again. Here we are. All right, so the email is her parents broke up with her boyfriend without her consent. Yeah, How is You can't do that. Apparently you can. Abby's got the email. The question isn't whether or not my parents majorly overstepped a boundary. That I know for sure. The question is, how do I confront them and get them to respect me and my relationship? For the past year, my boyfriend and I have been living together. We started dating at the tail end of college and have been together ever since. We love each other, but money has been a persistent issue for us. I have a nine to five office job while he's a struggling freelancer. My parents have been very generous and helped us out in the past whenever money was tight. Last month, we fell behind on our rent. And when my parents find out, found out, they confronted him and essentially broke up with him on my behalf, saying he can't provide and I deserve better. I've been angry and frustrated with him, but nowhere near ready to break up. Thanks to my parents, he's now moving out and searching for a more stable job. And we are renavigating our relationship. I want to give him another chance, but I know my parents won't approve. I'm a 24-year-old woman, and this should be my decision, but I have zero experience in defying them. I know my parents have my best interest at heart, but this is beyond. Unfortunately, they have got me wondering about the quality of my relationship. Or is that them brainwashing me? I'm so confused and torn and mad and basically experiencing a million other emotions. How would you handle my parents and how would you handle my relationship? Um, in, in some cases, this my experience has been um, that at some point you have a conversation with your parents when you get to a certain age where they realize, okay, 
This is an adult. I can't treat them like kids anymore. This is an adult. I had to have this with my dad when uh, I told him that I was dropping out of college. I didn't want his money anymore. I didn't want any connections to his finances anymore. And it was that day that I felt like he respected me and looked at me differently because I was taking charge of my own life. And she's now 24 years old. And this just might be that time for her. Yeah, you got to have that tough talk with your parents. And I feel like she's going to probably, if she does um, go along with the relationship, she's going to have to stop taking money from her parents. Because maybe mm-hmm. her parents have the mindset of like, the reason I don't support this relationship is because we've had to support this relationship mm-hmm. financially for so long. So she probably has to find a way to um, be able to support the relationship on her own and force her parents to respect it. Yeah, it feels like those um, those handouts have come with strings mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that they feel they have a say in what goes on in her life because they are helping her out financially. Yeah, it also feels like very archaic like you've got to break up with him because he can't provide for you like what is this 1950 Uh, but that's also on her like Mo said I mean they feel like they have to support this relationship because they have been financially supporting the relationship so I think for you to be able to get your parents on your side you've got to prove that you can be financially independent and you don't need no man so if you want to have the man it's not going to be some kind of financial burden on your parents conversations when you're setting up boundaries with your parents are never easy it doesn't matter how old you are is it 24, 34, 54? Thanks. It never goes away, so just get used to it. It's the Bird Show. Hey, the Bird Show. All right, real quick, ladies, where are the dudes? You're always asking, where are the dudes? Where can I find men, right? It starts today. The PGA Tour stops in Atlanta today at, what club did we just say? Eastlake. Eastlake today. And it's just like a notorious meat market. So, I don't know, these are quality guys, but they're getting the day off on <laughs> in the middle of the day on a Wednesday. This so is I, Abby's Super Bowl. a lot about them. <laughs> this is Abby's Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be down there drafting them. <laughs> I'll be making my predictions. I'll be look. I'll be out there scouting. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be so many John Krasinski wannabes there. Like, you can see, there's going to be so many unseasoned white men. Like, <laughs> this is your jam. Go get you go crazy. a bland man. Yeah, yes. you, you put a tall 6'2 man with brown hair and a striped polo and yes. it's like and khakis and khakis maybe some sunglasses with those croakies or whatever oh yes berries I'm a crocheted belt I was not planning on being this turned on at work like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about him in an office sending some faxes I don't know if you know this Abby but the P in PGA actually stands for peen <laughs> okay, what does the G and the A stand for? Uh, G is girth and A is uh, able. Peen girth able. Peen girth able. It's like those okay. magnets you have on a refrigerator and you just put them all together. <laughs> those words. Their clients, I don't know if they. Uh, this is going to be like the kind of endorsement they were looking for. Hey, any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> we'll find out after the show today. All right, Abby, you love it when good things happen to good people obviously. Oh my gosh, yes. Well, first of all, I was so honored to be asked by Planned Pethood to be one of the hosts for their charity event over the weekend. It was down at TPC Sugarloaf, which by the way, that is a beautiful neighborhood. It's up in Duluth, which I would have no other excuse to go up there other than for this charity event, but now I'm going to be out there scoping (laughs) for men too, because apparently whatever job they have, it's going very well for them. Beautiful (laughs) manicured lawns, Mm -hmm. McMansions. It's this it's gorgeous. And so I got to, um, I got to host the this event for, um, you know, them to raise money and to have this auction. And while I was there, I got to meet a lot of really awesome people, a lot of Burt Show listeners, which was really exciting. And the people in charge of this event actually introduced me to one of like their best volunteers. Her name is Diane. And they were just raving about her. Like, You got to meet Diane. She loves the show. And we love her because she basically works for us for free. You know, she comes in, she does all this work. She's there for hours and she doesn't get paid a single penny. And I was like, please bring me to Diane. She seems like an absolute angel. Turns out she is. She's got wings and everything. She comes up to me and she's like, first of all, big fan of the show. And I was like, second of all, big fan of you, Diane, because Mm -hmm. I, I love the kinds of people that just give and give and give and expect nothing in return. And so I'm having this amazing conversation with her. I'm like, well, we'll have to get you in the studio at some point. I want to reward you somehow, Diane. And then later on in the night, you know, this hosting gig, you got to like host an auction and like a raffle. And there was this part of the night where everyone had to drop their auction paddle in this bucket. And we were going to pull out one of the paddles to give somebody like this amazing weekend up in LJ. It was like 
four days, three nights. You get a whole cabin to yourself. You can bring the family. It's going to be amazing. It was like the prize to get of the night. And so we get the bucket. Everyone's dropped their paddles in. Me and the auctioneer were riffing. We're talking about like who's going to get this prize. And I had the distinct honor of getting to pull the paddle. So I reach my hand and I look away because I didn't want it to look like I was cheating or anything. Also, I had no idea who each paddle belonged to. Yeah. It's like, it's like, no, their faces aren't on it. So I turn away. I put my hand in the bucket and I pull out a paddle and it's number 95. And guess who number 95 belonged to? Diane. Yay, Diane. So she comes up and she's like in tears. She's like, I'm so excited. And I was like, I think I'm more excited for you, (laughs) Diane, because just to like give so much of your time Mm -hmm. and to get like no money, really no, not that to say it's a thankless job to do, you know, charity work, but like you're not getting, you know, a parade in your name for. It's probably the most thankful job, actually. Really? Yeah. I mean, it might not be verbally, Mm -hmm. but, you know, as far as like helping people out and stuff, there's no better thanks than that, even if it's not verbal right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. But it's nice to be recognized yeah. for your yes. work when you're not expecting it. So I don't think there's anybody there that was more deserving of winning that trip. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. Because I mean, everybody there would have been really excited mm-hmm. to get the gift. But mm-hmm. to know who was going to yeah. get that kind of reward, like just really made me feel good about pulling number 95. So Today shout out to you, is Diane. Diane Day on the Bird Show. We Nice job, Diane. <laughs> All right, the polar opposite of that now, Cassie. Where can't you show your face again? What did you do? What oh, did you what do? What did you do? I don't want to set women's rights back, but I really feel like I should be muzzled. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was going to my coffee shop in Smyrna where I go when I wake up too late, you know, to have coffee like a normal human being. So I'm in the drive-thru, and I've become, like, chatty with some of the baristas because you see the same faces over and over again. Sure. Um, especially the ones who work the window. So I'm chatting, and then I see in the background another barista who I haven't met yet who had the most beautiful skin I have ever seen. Was her name Diane? (laughs) Possibly, (laughs) but their skin was just like, I don't know how to put it. They looked like a runway model, like super angular features, flawless skin. Like they didn't belong in a coffee shop. They belong on the cover of Vogue, right? (laughs) So it's like early in the morning. I haven't had coffee. You know, I literally have one eye done with mascara because I was doing it in the drive-thru. So I've got one eyebrow on. I've got blonde eyebrows. One eyebrow, one mascara eye, and the other half of my like face is blonde. I look like Mr. Clean on one side and then (laughs) somewhat put together on the other side. You look like a before and after photo. Yes, yes. IRL. So I'm, I'm in line getting the coffee and I'm just staring at this person in the background and I'm like oh my god I'm enthralled like Abby's enthralled with Diane I'm enthralled with this random barista who's so beautiful and then as I'm getting ready I pay as I'm getting ready to uh, drive away I tell the barista I've been talking to I'm like your coworker has the most beautiful skin I've ever seen. <laughs> and they just stare at me and I'm like, it's flawless. And I kept talking. I'm like, it's the most beautiful. It belongs on the cover of a magazine. And they're staring at me. And I literally sounded like the dude from the Silence of the Lambs who's like, it puts the lotion on its skin. I swear I sounded like a serial killer who wanted to wear this barista's skin. And the reason I knew that it was I was messing up is because the reaction from the barista I was talking to was just staring at me like, like I was creeper. in insane with one eye with like having makeup on the other not and I'm like your co-worker's skin looks so soft to touch <laughs> now were you telling this to a female co-worker a male co-worker I was telling it to a female All co-worker right. so she's offended on a couple of different levels because now she's like, well, how about my skin? Exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, she's great, but she ain't got this skin. It's beautiful. It's and- one thing to tell the person the compliment. It is very odd to tell the coworker of that person the compliment. I know. I got too comfortable. <laughs> I hadn't had caffeine. <laughs> it's weird. And like, that's the kind of compliment you would give at a Sephora to somebody. You know what I mean? Like, it makes sense. But a random coffee shop, they're like, ma'am, I'm just trying to do my job. Like, can you stop being a weird serious? Real stalker, and so now I can never show my face there again. This went way better than I thought initially it was going to go. I thought you you said to her like you are too pretty to work here. Oh, yeah. I would have if I had been talking to the like beautiful skin barista. I would have said that, which I'm so glad I didn't. All right, so you will never be going back again. So it will never be a problem. I, I can't. Okay. I, the way they looked at me, I'm pretty sure my face is up on a bulletin board saying "Do not serve this woman." <laughs> it's a bird show. Hey, the bird show.